Hello, welcome to the show, everyone. Once again, it's your host, Sully, and I decided to once again uh, investigate uh, many other multi-talents. Tonight's guest is Sheree Valentine, a graduate of the, of the University of North Alabama. She has done it all, from social media marketing to voice acting to podcasting to uh, project management. She has acquired so many skills and embraced all of them. Thank you for being on the show tonight. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. I've I've tried it all. Like I said, if if the opportunity arises, I'm gonna take it and try to see what I can do with it. So <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um uh well, one thing that is just very fascinating and especially in your breakdown is just how you you been able to do so many just certifications and just you kept challenging yourself and you grew up you know again uh an alabama farm and just kept uh embracing storytelling and various skills it your, your grandparents were raising you but you you went above and beyond the call of duty in terms of just never settling for just one area of expertise now you're you know a music manager of moksha entertainment and uh but what was your main kind of approach into where you just decided hey i'm going to try so many digital outlets you know i can manage music i can do the renaissance fair which is a non-profit group all of this is just very emotionally and socially rewarding uh what what were in a summary of uh, how did you kind of get to these various steps, do you think? Were they just one of many building blocks to where you're just like, I want to build on that and really make well, good on it? Well, um, my grandparents instilled in me, like, um, I guess you read my resume on the Moksha website. Yes. Yeah. So my my grandparents always instilled in me, you know, to learn, to learn more and, and they gave, um, gifted me an encyclopedia set and that was the first part of it and I read it from A to Z cover to cover because we were on the farm and I didn't have any farm uh, any kids in the neighborhood to talk to so I was like okay well knowledge is important so that started all of it I think and then you know I used to sell on eBay so I always enjoyed you know designing the websites on there and we had a friend that would show us HTML to design our web, our um, pages on there. So I started there just learning it myself. He showed me how to hack a website, actually. Oh, wow. So I, I, I hacked the website and would learn HTML from the ground up, actually. We just print the whole website out and learn what each line did. So I did it all by myself. And then when I went to college and I told them, you know, this is how I learned the the computer language. They were like, you don't even do it through like they do it now with the, um, what do they call it? I'm trying to think. But, you know, they have the programs now where you can just place it. And I said, no, I was doing it code by code, actually, <laughs> the whole thing, typing it out. So they said, now you know more than anybody else if something goes wrong, how to fix it. Right. Uh, You're our backup gal as opposed yeah. to just one of the bright leaders. And so uh, you had some 
a, a great upbringing. You ha- you just had so much passion into all the various things you were doing. Uh, who were some of your other mentors that just said, you know, more than just like knowledge is power, um, you can do so many life-changing things. You can do so many entertainment industry endeavors. You can probably just uh, try this out and it'll you'll you'll adapt to it because you're just that kind of mindset (laughs) well you know i grew up on the farm and up the up the road is basically up the mountain from us was rick hall if you've ever heard the the muscle shoals and rick hall fame studios yeah yes so i grew up listening to the music coming down the mountain so music's always been a part of me so that that was another thing when I went to college, you know, I wanted I wanted music because it's always been in my soul. So therefore, <laughs> I took the entertainment business route and because I I did the HTML, I also wanted to do social media and website design and all that too. So everything just incorporated and like, you know, I'm the mindset that if if I want to learn it, I'll do it. And just because I'm a girl doesn't mean <laughs> doesn't mean that I, you know, can't learn it because I've had to deal with that my entire life too. Because, you know, girls designing websites and doing things like that, that's what you know, I've had local guys. We had one guy we were going to um have our server excuse me, our server there. And I went in and I said, I need the control panel because I, I designed it from the ground up. And of course, he said, that's too complicated for you. Wow. <laughs> so immediately I said, well, you're, you're not for me then. And I think my friend was there too. And he's like, uh, you don't know her. <laughs> yeah. So all through my life, a little bit like that. You, I've had people go, you know, that's too complicated. And it's like, wait a minute, you don't know me. So, <laughs> and my, my childhood hero, another, another thing that's, that's kept me going with that mindset. And I know people are going to think I'm crazy and stuff, but I've always liked Wonder Woman. So I said that, that as a child, when you're watching TV and you see a strong, powerful woman there, smart, but kind. You know, she she's always kind to everyone, but she's strong and very smart. <laughs> so she was always an inspiration to me, and she's she's an inspiration nowadays too. So I'm crazy, but occasionally I have Wonder Woman things. I have Wonder Woman across my computer right now. So <laughs> she's always there to help remind me to stay strong. So that's what I do. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a very good point. So, uh, what what are some obstacle uh, uh, avoidance that uh, you recommend for anyone who just overcoming just unfortunate uh, just uh, stuff in life and always having a troubleshooting mindset? You know. Well, I have a podcast, as you know, so at the end of my podcast, I always say, don't spend your life living someone else's dream, have the courage to live your own. So it's always just having the courage to just get out there and do it. 
you know, and it, I, I interned on the set of a movie, it was a vampire movie, so, you know, he was always needing, like, props, so he said, can you do props, and of course, with me, I was like, sure, I can, I know how to Google, I didn't tell him that, but I was like, sure, I can, so I went home that night, we Googled how to do props, and we made paper mache rocks, and Nice. And do it right. I'm in the mindset sometimes, though, that um, I, I want to do it perfect. So <laughs> I, I get aggravated at myself if I can't do it perfect the right uh, the first time. So, but I, I still keep going until I finish it because that's just me. <laughs> and the same thing with with the teaching when COVID hit. You know, I'm like, okay, what can I do now? I'm stuck at home. And a friend suggested, well, you have a college degree. You can teach. So I started taking these courses for teaching English as a second language. And then I started teaching to kids in China for for those two years. Very cool. Do you think, um, you know, Obviously, it took a while for everyone to keep reminding each other that the internet and, you know, various uh, software can be used to better everyone's education experience. Uh, did you find that just less people were kind of tempted to start teaching secondary languages and other stuff all from home over a computer? Or were you just like, at this point, it's like, hey, what do I got to lose? You know, it's just... I have the skills. It's just a matter of talking on a screen and sending information. Right. And believe me, I was terrified. I'm I'm still terrified today, like with this interview, like, oh God, I'm not that interesting. Oh no. <laughs> but I'm gonna talk about it. And like I said, when somebody said, Let's do the teaching, I'm like, okay, let's go for it. You know, I'm sitting at home, I'm tired and bored. I wanna do something. You know, so let, let's go for it. And I was terrified the first few times I was teaching, but then it gets easier as you go. So, and I enjoy it. I enjoy the kids. It's kind of fun. So I, t I told the both places that I work for, Moksha Entertainment and Eddie Barber Studios, I, I'm still going to teach a little bit because I do like the kids. So I, I rarely have time to rest. <laughs> I have a lot of things going on, and in between both of the places that I work, I, I'm an artist. I, I draw and I paint, which I haven't had time to do here, <laughs> but I do that too. So I, I have a lot of things going on. I'm, I'm also the kind of person that I can't sit still for too long. I have to do something, <laughs> and if I'm not, you know, don't have anything to do, I'm going to get on the internet because the internet is my friend and I'm going to try to learn something again. So <laughs> just that kind of person. <laughs> Very nice. Um, and, you know, obviously learning various skills, you know, you never know what you're in for and it's tough to brace everyone and even determine who's got it in them to commit to learning versus uh they can learn it but they just have to put away as many distractions as they can um 
how do you kind of often observe the room and just kind of determine which student definitely needs more attention? Uh, well, we do, we usually do just like one student at a time, so it's a little easier in that direction. But oh, nice. as far as what the right. So as far as what the student needs, though, I just, you know, talk to them. That's the most fun part because you can just sit there and go, what what do you like for the day? And you start learning how, how they speak if they're shy. And sometimes if they're shy, I have a I have a bunny rabbit like right next to me right now. <laughs> so I pick the bunny rabbit up and go, do you like rabbits? And And they'll like get all excited. And it helps them get, you know, a little more comfortable with learning. So that's yeah, I, was, and I saw you were a rabbit owner. Uh, so from one rabbit owner to another, uh, ah. <laughs> uh, isn't it wild how they are another kind of critter who is kind of very underestimated? It's like we just often think, hey, you know, critter that jumps around and, you know, eats carrots is like they have so many different kind of specific diets. They can eat bananas and uh yeah. Uh, they don't necessarily even get along with other rabbits. So it's interesting seeing how, uh, you know, when raising a rabbit, how, you know, it, you learn just so much about this creature that normally, you know, is not as straightforward as, say, with like dogs or cats. So um, right. would you equate and in that? Alabama. Oops, sorry. Go sorry, ahead. go ahead. Uh, <laughs> no, in Alabama, I had five dogs, a cat, and a turtle. So I'd never had a rabbit before. And then I came to LA and all of a sudden a friend of ours said, there's a rabbit in the street. And he was going down the street, just hopping and the cats were chasing him. And I was oh, like, wow. oh, a little oh God. So we saved him and he had already had an ear um, chewed off and his tail missing. Oh, so dear. I was like, I can't, I, I can't put him back on the street, poor little guy. So now he's mascot of Eddie Barber Studios. So nice. <laughs> and everybody. So, and like I said, he helps with the teaching, you know. So that's always cool. And they sure. are smart. They are very smart animals. <laughs> yeah. Very specific. Um, so that's cool. Uh, <laughs> you get to bring your pet to work every day, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, and you gave him a cool, uh, it a cool home. Um, so uh, that's a good transition to Eddie Barber. Uh, so, you know, when you, uh, for those who don't know, again, you know, Eddie is just another very talented industry professional. Uh, uh, Miss Valentine has worked with both him and Bobby Lee and you know, and they've, again, developed, you know, just so much music behind the scenes and videography. And uh, when you're just around these guys, these these cool cats, so to speak, um, and obviously they that's so much information you just have to soak up then and there, let alone on repeatedly. Um, uh, just how did you just kind of get to the comfortable level where you're just like, hey, you know, I'm fine working with these icons, you know? <laughs> And... Well, now, you know, I I did take entertainment business at the University of North Alabama. So I've been a, a little bit around and I've been around um, um, fame recording studios and that a lot. So to me, I'm I'm not the kind of star starstruck person. 
that some people are when they see somebody. So I'm I'm just like, you put your pants on just like I do, but you're pretty <laughs> cool and, and you do some cool things. So that's interesting. Tell me about it. So Bobby Lee was the first one that I worked for. And he was a, a friend of mine, was a friend of his. And he contacted me and said, I, I see that you did a little music management. And so we just started talking and he's like, wow, you know, you can do, you know, the website and do all that. And he said, you know, let me teach you a little more about the, the music management. So he was just like a plethora of information. And he was such a great guy. And he's still a great guy. I still help him on his website. And I'm his assistant. So I do all that for him. And then all of a sudden, I'm networking on social media. And I have Eddie contact me. And he said, I need a web designer, too. We'll return after these messages. Hello and welcome to Culture Shocked, the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss movies, TV, games, and even music, new and old. Dude, what do you think you're doing? Are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, for instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. J no, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga. Right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous. I don't even know where to Anyways, be uh, that'll do it from all of us here at Culture Shock. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at Brentfist.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as... Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. 
We are in the US, we are in the UK, we are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan, we're in Australia, y'all. BlindKnowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. So I was like, uh, do you want me to do it remotely like I did with Bobby? And he said, no, I kind of need you in LA. So here's the Here's the little girl that's kind of scared because she's been in Alabama her whole life, uh, since I was nine months old anyway, and lived on a farm. And he said, um, I'll fly you out to LA. And you know, I, I live in the studio. So he said, you get a free place to stay. And if you just come and be my assistant and do the website and do you know a whole bunch of social media things for him. So I was like, okay let's go for it very <laughs> and cool and it's it was my first airplane ride so there's a lot of first you know first uh california trip i usually i haven't traveled that much in my life either so getting on the airplane holding my breath going i'm really doing this i'm really doing this but i did it and i'm here and i enjoy it i get to see a lot of things i get to see you know, Eddie had a, a an event the other day where they, uh, he was getting an award from the city. So we had a whole bunch of people here, and I'm I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And we were talking about uh, L.A. Undercover was filmed in the studio. So I was like, I walked by that door that says booking room every day, and was wondering why it said booking room. And now I know because it's it was a set. So <laughs> that's nice. pretty cool. Yes. Very and, cool. And I, I like I still enjoy um talking to Bobby and, and helping him with the music aspect too. I had uh, when I was in Alabama, I was uh listening to, to groups for him and there was a guy in Nashville and he was so cool. And so I just said, Bobby, you got to listen to this guy. And, you know, Bobby's like, okay, I'll listen. And I was like, you know, you got to listen. You really got to listen. So I was, a, you know, one of those people that was bugging the crap out of him. Come on, Bobby, listen, listen. So when he did listen to him, he was like, wow, little Alabama girl has a great ear. <laughs> so he signed him. And his name is Apollo Ant Guy. So... One of these days, Apollo Ant's going to be up there, I tell you, because he, he's a really great singer. So that that's an interesting thing to do, you know, is find talent, too. So, you know, Bobby has a whole bunch of talent. He's got, you know, uh, actors, voiceover artists, and musicians. So he's got a, a whole list of people. And it's really interesting learning about them, too, and helping to promote them. So... Right, I, I and never... you're like at the third stage of your career at this point, and now you've found even more mentors who happen to not only be your employers, but also just people who you're trying to be now, like now. Right, yeah. So, and they're all, like I said, they're all great guys. They're all really sweet and helpful and, and teach me, you know, things and, and are patient patient with me because I'm just a little Alabama girl that still has a southern accent here in LA <laughs> but hopefully 
Now I'll get rid of that accent. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's fun. It's fun. Everybody's. I'm I'm very lucky that I I met these two guys that are really awesome and really cool. And I think you have the information on both of them. The things they've done, just listening to them, is pretty awesome. You know, Bobby did um, social distortion. He yeah. did the offspring. So and he, big found, deal. he found he, he found four non blondes just on the street. So that's pretty cool. And he worked with MTV. He's a an actor and a movie producer too. So all those aspects of the entertainment industry, you know, I get to learn about, which is really, really cool. And then Eddie, he's the opposite on the other end. He's done all the like spin cams. He invented that. Yeah. And he invented the steady cam. Spin cam was a build on on the, the steady cam. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's done all the he's he's been in film. He's act you know been an actor in film, but his he's just a um, a genius as far as designing things. So just listening to him and. He helps me with the website because he's just that vision he has. So, you know, I can say, let's do this. And he'll be like, hey, put this little twist on it. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> I never even thought of that. But he's just, you know, such a genius with with that aspect. And he even wants to teach me, you know, more about, you know, Steadicam and the spin cam. <laughs> and he's back there right now. He's listening. <laughs> so he, he's, um, he, and he's teaching me also design software and stuff like that too. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, nice. Oh, <laughs> yes. So that's pretty awesome. I got some pretty cool friends. <laughs> good to have friends like that <laughs> yeah. but see any you know you just got to get out there and network and and talk to people and like I said I'm a little farm girl from Alabama who was shy I didn't start talking to people really until I was in my 40s pretty much don't tell anybody <laughs> but you know I didn't start talking and I was really shy and when I did the film with Carlos Rosales the uh, La Madame movie. It was a vampire one. And I was helping him like promote the film. So we went to this big um, event with a whole bunch of people and he was going to talk about the movie to these people to promote it at their event. <clears throat> and I brought him to them and I thought, okay, he's going to talk about it. Well, he knew I was really shy, and he said, I'm going to teach her a little something she needs to know. So he handed me the paper and said, you know just as much about it as I do, and you tell him about it. And I'm sitting there going, oh, shit, <laughs> sorry. But I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to do this. And he's like, yes, you will. So I, I had to swallow everything I had. And just sit there and talk because I'm like, um, 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 and I stuttered a little bit. But as I went along, it, it 
got to eat here. And I explained the whole movie and the people let him, you know, have his uh, film shown at their event. So he's the one I do credit him for getting me out there to talking to people and start learning how to do that. And that started all of this and started the social media talking to people. So I wouldn't have met Bobby. I wouldn't have met Eddie if it wasn't for Carlos. So Nice. <laughs> yes. What do you think is another key element when you're having to, again, promote stuff, be in front of a crowd and pitch various ideas or sell a product? Uh, what, what are some main key ingredients that you think not even uh, any college or business class can teach enough well, about their... uh, well to to be knowledgeable about what you're talking about that's one ma major important thing you know when you're talking to an artist and you're wanting to sign them you have to you know look up their stats you have to look up everything look up their numbers as they say to see how you know would they be uh, valuable to the company if we're going to sign them stuff like that and now some people won't have that those stats, but you just have to have that feeling that they, you know, maybe there's something that they don't know about social media, but they have that something that's going to make it. So there are exceptions, but still, you know, there's things you got to be knowledgeable. You got to be able to talk to people. So even though you stumble and stutter, and I know I probably stumbled and stuttered through this some too, but you just gotta gotta keep going. And I think the, the major part is just to be honest and true and you know be kind. I think uh, uh both both people, you know, that I'm helping uh, Eddie and Bobby, you know, I just try to be kind with everybody and help everybody as much as I can. So that's just something I was raised in for my grandparents, you know just to be kind to people. And of course, I guess loving animals helps that too. <laughs> For sure. I would think it would. Well, so that's very cool because so many people will just, if they hit a roadblock, they don't want to ever stumble past it ever again. And unfortunately you are having to sometimes, you know, speak in front of a group of people and see how their attention shifts and how to get their attention through many of the same everyday skills that regardless of what are your master at it you gotta still embrace them um uh, are there any other kinds of uh so for anyone trying to get into the entertainment industry uh just uh for those who just haven't been able to get a internship yet or find other kinds of opportunities. What what are some shortcuts that you recommend personally based off well, the various places you've been? Well, the major shortcut is to get on social media, get on all social media, get on as many groups as you can, get up, you know, talk to as many people and anybody that you can see that that's in the entertainment industry, you know, ask to be their friend. That's what, what I started out with. You know, I start, if I see that they're an actor or in the entertainment industry, I would click, you know, and I'm up to 5,000 friends with about uh, about that many groups that I'm in too. So that helps me, you know, promote the artist, promote show, 
And it also helps me with Eddie with uh, his spin cams too, because I have all these connections now. And it's not just like Facebook, it's TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, you know, anything you can to get out there is to just, you know, put yourself out there and don't be afraid. Just talk to people and, you know, don't be starstruck if you're wanting, wanting to be in the entertainment industry. You know, just treat everybody like they're human beings because we all are, right? Right. <laughs> right. So that's what I said. Just, you know, you put your pants on just like I put my pants on. And, uh, you know, so you did some cool things. Yay. <laughs> right. I like cool things myself one day. So that, you know, I just treat everybody like they're people. And I'm, you know, don't be scared. Don't be scared to talk to people. And believe me, if I can do a little Alabama girl that lived on a farm, you know, until she was 25, actually. <laughs> so if I can do that, you know, we can do it. That and is don't cool. Be afraid. Don't be afraid to stumble and fall because I've, I've stumbled and, and um, you know, had, like I said, some people, have, you're a girl, you can't do this. But I just, you know, said, oh, really? Watch me. <laughs> and that, 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 uh, if, if somebody says I can't do something, that just makes me more determined to show them that I can. So I'm going to do it. So it's like, okay, well, see, I did it. And, and as far as, you know, myself, um, I, I found out during COVID that I had diabetes. Oh, dear. And I gained a whole lot of weight a little bit before, but a whole lot during COVID because I can't cook. I, I can tell everybody that I try, but I can't cook that good. So I got really sick, had to go to the hospital. I didn't have COVID, but, you know, the diabetes just eating the wrong things because I didn't know how to cook. So when I found out that, you know, I found out how to eat. So I have lost over a hundred pounds and I said, you know, um, I can't remember the name of the artist, but the song says, I'm still working on my masterpiece. Well, that's me. I'm doing it every day. I work out and I try to eat the right things and, and, you know, get better. And so I'm still working myself, but I'm still out there and I'm not giving up. So, and look where I, look where I'm at right now little Alabama girl in LA so <laughs> yeah very cool very cool that you got uh the specialist to diagnose that and mm-hmm. you didn't let again that stay in the way um lately everyone's been having all kinds of health scares you know and we've been having to finally have mature conversations about mental health we've had to Again, like you say, go into, if you're not going to do this, you know, fitness wise, then you got to eat better doing this and much like drugs, they can be a vice. So, um, and I've had people, you know, come up to me, I've lost it so quickly and they're like, you know, did you have the surgery? I'm like, no, I was just determined to do it. So, you know, I would, I looked up, you know, the, uh, watch my carbs, you know, watch what to eat. 
And at first it was hard because I was, again, a little scared, like, oh, God, you know, how can I do this? But then I found out, you know, you can substitute something sweet for like um, apples or, or fruit. So for me, I like pomegranates. They're expensive fruit, but they are good fruit. And I have like, I had a pomegranate and a jackfruit today for breakfast. And, you know, I don't need anything sweet. Those things are sweet enough for me. You just have to substitute one vice for something better. And that's what I do. Very cool. Very cool. Um, would you also uh, just, for lack of a better word, uh, add, you know, what what would you say is just the hardest part? Just implementing in, it into your day to day life, or is it more just uh, finding again, just uh, you know, uh, um, budgeting it or uh, uh, the eating? Yes, the well, the budget is because you know, of course, to eat healthy, it's always more expensive, but. As far as a, a broke college student and all that stuff, too, I've been raised with that. I've learned, you know, even though there are, it, it is more expensive, there are certain things you can get that are cheaper, like the salads. So when I first started out, I, I lived on a, a large salad, one large salad a day, and then fruit to supplement. And I, Oh, wow. So... <laughs> But it, you know, and then when you go out to eat, you have to really like try to figure it out. So, you know, if I want pizza, I go somewhere and just have the the toppings. So instead of the bread, just like put put all the toppings in a bowl for me, because that's the best part of the the pizza anyway to me. So I just it's called a low carb bowl. So I do that, and if we go somewhere else to eat, you know don't I, I can't have bread I can't have rice I can't have um pasta you have to cut those carbs out and yeah uh fortunately many restaurants have adopted uh lettuce wraps so uh would you say uh yeah. are there any healthier uh food places that you recommend or ones that you know take it with a grain of salt no pun intended it's <laughs> okay but you can get some something solid that would work for your diet uh, well, I'm just learning LA, so I really can't can't recommend too many places in LA because I'm um I'm starting out in one little area and kind of spreading out as I go. And all my friends in LA that say they're you know they're gonna take me and show me around have been busy, <laughs> so I have just been able to to walk in my little area. But, you know, Subway has, like, bowls and stuff that you can eat so you don't have to do the bread. Right. And, and um, well, and, and I don't know if there's a CeCe's Pizza here. I haven't found one. But when I went to CeCe's in Alabama, I just ordered the low-carb bowls. So, and you can you can go to places like Burger King and just instead of the bun, just tell them to put it on lettuce. And that's what I do. And, you know, ditch the fries, guys. No fries. But just do the burger with lettuce. And there's, you know, you can have maybe cheese 
bites or something like that with it. It just, you know, you have to, um, I think I did, I think it's 75 carbs per meal. And then I would lower that as I went. So I don't even have to have that much now. And I haven't had to inject insulin either. So I'm, oh, wow. I'm, I'm doing it so good that I don't have to do that. So I'm pretty proud of myself. Gotcha. Yeah. And like I said, I'm working on my masterpiece. I'm, you know, I've been through a lot, but I, I'm not giving up as with my mindset and anything. I'm not going to give up with anything. So <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. Uh, so we, we've covered some big ground here. Um, uh, what do you think others should utilize to just remind themselves to keep going? Because it's easy to get depressed or stressed out, regardless of who your mentor and uh, lifestyle is. Uh, what do you think is another main component to just kind of well, realize me, you're not in this alone? Right. Well, for me, it's, you know, having faith and just knowing that, you know, you're on this planet for a reason. You're here for a purpose. So, you know, don't give up no matter what. You know, I've always found and I've been through a whole lot of bad things and, you know, going through college and um, I've actually worked at fast food restaurants before I was in college and not even knowing if I could go to college, but I didn't give up and I, I made it. And not only did I make it with a degree, I went back for a master's degree. So, you know, I just said, I'm going to keep doing it. And uh, my first job was a, a town executive at a radio station. And it was fun, but you had to like walk the beat and talk to people, which helped me a little bit. But, you know, this was um, talk radio and it was really hard to get people to want to advertise on talk radio. So, right. you know, I think I made a whole 20 or $30 in six months. So I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this might not be for me. But I did get, you know, experience. But then what did I do? I didn't give up. I went back to college. I said, okay, well, I can't do that. And I'm in Alabama. It's kind of hard to do entertainment there. So what do I do? I'm going to go back to college and concentrate on social media marketing because I, I figured that's what I kind of need because I'm in Alabama. And even though there's fame studios, there's a ton of kids that intern there. So it's kind of hard to get there. Right. So, so what do I do? I'm going to learn social media marketing. And that's what I did. And that's all this thing just kind of blew up trying to find people in the same mindset and in the same industry that I am. And I did it. And then what happened? I'm in LA now. So, and I'm not going to give up yet. I'm still going to network and market and, you know, talk to people. And I've met some really cool people already. So <laughs> I'm going to keep going. The best is still happening and yes. in play. Yes. And I've got that purpose. And I don't know if I've still found it yet. But we're going to keep going, and who knows? <laughs> well, 
thank you ever so much for dedicating an hour of this. Um, oh. So where can others find your services, let alone uh, uh, social media? Ah, uh, yes. Well, I'm I'm on Facebook under Sheree Fuller, my my real name, F-U-L-L-E-R. But it's, you can also find me with Sheree Valentine. I think I have a like page. I haven't really had a chance to get started yet. But I'm also on Instagram on the official Sheree Valentine. And let's see, I'm on Twitter as uh, I think it's A-R-E-N-S-U-N. It's one of those weird ones. I had that in college. So, <laughs> and then let's see, I have TikTok and that's um, Sheree Valentine on that too. So you can, you can find me pretty much. And of course you can find me on MokshaEntertainment.com. I'm on the Meet the Team page. I'm always helping them out. And I'm on SpinCam Pro, SpinCam.pro meet the team page too and if you guys are into the entertainment part as far as being an actor and a musician check out moksha and if you're on the other end and and need like camera specialties then cam's got you covered i know they're really awesome <laughs> very neat yes okay well thank you ever so much for your time all right thank you inspire so others Stay safe out there. All right. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked